Hey guys, how's it going? It's Curtis Van Dreis here with the Mind Boss Lab, the show. And I have a guest that I absolutely love here. And the prerequisite to be on the show is to be absolutely awesome. So I have a guest that I love. His name is Evan Thomas, Thomas um, fitness trainer. How's it going, Evan? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm super good. I was looking at the schedule of uh, Spartans and like tough mud races. This is what I was just looking at. Yeah, yeah. That sounds really interesting. I've always been interested in like getting into those like sort of ninja warrior Spartan type of type of things, but uh, I've never officially done one. So it's really cool that you're getting into that. Hell yeah. No, I'm going to do a competition in September, which I'm super, super excited about. Um, thank you. But uh, I want to make this about you today. I would love to spotlight you and your vision and the impact you want to make and where you see yourself going. And also, I'm excited to talk about your TikToks because uh, it's not my field. So I'm excited to have you on as a guest to talk about uh, like the viralness of your TikToks. You have TikToks with how many um, views? Uh, it has, well, my hashtag officially it reached a million views, but um, my my most viewed video has about 650,000 views right now. That's impressive. Um, just, yeah, That's impressive. It, was, it was a shock when it came, but I'll take it for sure. <laughs> No, that's really impressive because in because in fitness, having exposure can lead to clientele. Right. Yeah, totally. I mean, I started getting DMs from people just from seeing my physique and being like, wow, he could definitely help me out. And um, plenty of people looking for training for me or just tips in general. So, yeah, no, yeah it's, it's really that's, interesting. That's what it's about. I'm going to give you we'll, we're going to jump in more to the podcast. That was the intro here. So I'm going to give you a scenario. Let's say there's this guy, young dude. I mean, you're younger than me. I'm going to be 27, but you're um, young, but like 25. Has a wedding, two months. Wants to get ready for a wedding in two months. How would you um, go about training him? Well, uh, that's a tough question. I mean, see, I don't, I haven't dealt with a short time span like that. I've kind of been focusing on my own personal fitness as a lifelong journey. But in terms of someone wanting to do something really quickly like that, um, it'd be making drastic changes. Um, the first thing I would look at is not what he's actually training. I look more at his diet. Um, I'd be like, okay, well, you're eating too much of this, too little of that. You know, the main things I focus on when I'm helping someone figure out what their diet goals are, um, is the first thing I would say is to figure out what you need to remove from your diet. Right. Um, because that can be what's holding you back. When I was super skinny and not making a lot of progress, my biggest problem was I was drinking soda and it made me feel full or I was eating a lot of processed foods. What and kind of soda? I, uh, just like Coke, Sprite, anything carbonated. Gotcha. It just, for me, it made me feel like bloated almost. And so that's the sort of thing where once I started removing those things from my diet and making better habits and drinking more water and eating more, um, real foods. Um, that's when I started seeing progress. So in two months, man, if he's, if he's got diet issues, that's the first thing I'm going for. Um, you can train as hard as you want, but if you don't change your diet, you're not going to see the results, especially not that quickly. But besides that, I would get him on a strict five to six day a week program. Um, definitely if he needs to go that quickly, um, he's going to need to be overloading as quickly as possible. And I guess I'd want to know where he's at to start out with. Um, that's something that you really need to know when training anybody is like, well, did you do anything when you were younger? Are you just now starting your fitness journey and have never picked up a weight? 
you got to figure out where someone is at and then go from there. So that's what I would want to know is like, what, um, what sort of level are you at? Um, so I can figure out, okay, well, you could start with this weight on this exercise, this weight on another exercise, um, a certain rep range, whatever is necessary. Um, it's a really personal thing. And that's why it's called personal training, because, you know, people like to post these one size fits all ab routines, like this will get you shredded, all of this. It's pretty much useless to um, people who it doesn't apply to because everyone's genetically different and has their own um, backgrounds, their own skills that they're better at. So it's really, that's why it's called personal training, because it really comes down to your specific goals, your own background, and what you're best at. Absolutely true. I love that answer. I was in my groups, my fitness groups. There's a guy made a anonymously, I will not say his name. I don't even know what his name was, but seven day ab challenge. Right. And I was like, that's not how that works. (laughs) What do you think about that? Yeah, those are ridiculous. And I mean, the thing is with the internet, especially the most viewed fitness videos are always ab routines because that's what people want the most. Like anyone who's just getting started, they see people with abs and they're like, wow, that's that's what I want to look like. And so then they see whatever routine they're doing and they just think that it will automatically be what's best for them. And um, especially in the time frame scenario like that, where it's always extremely unrealistic, like get shredded for summer in the, in this 40 day challenge and stuff like that. And it's like a little unrealistic when a lot of it has to do with long-term diet and exercise. Um, So yeah, especially with abs, those are the most controversial, um, like topic in fitness, I believe. And they have the most information, misinformation on the internet for sure. There's so much misinformation. Um, when I remember, I remember when I first learned and I'm training this actually legs will actually make your upper body bigger because of the hormones, because it's the largest um, muscle in our body that releases testosterone for men because I train men. Um, and I'm teaching this, you're misinformed just as an example, but that's, that's great. That's great insight, Evan. I really appreciate that. What is, um, what's your, what, how's your fitness going? Cause I see you doing handstand PRs and back levers and inspiring people. Tell me about that. Yeah. So, um, personally my kind of journey, when I first started out, all I was seeing on the internet, cause that's where I was getting most of the information. I mean, I'd have a few friends that had some background knowledge, but for the most part, just kind of going on my own and learning with experience. Um, I was always starting with like bodybuilding types of splits, types of workouts. Um, and the more I got invested in working out, the more consistent I got, I was like, you know, this bodybuilding stuff is great, but I kind of want to be able to be like, uh, I want to have mobility, flexibility. I want to be more all around rather than just look good. Cause when I first started working out, that was one of my main goals was to look bigger, but as I got more into it, I was like, man, I want to, I want to do some cool stuff too. Right. Um, so that's when I started finding calisthenics and just completely fell in love with it. And, um, I just saw these skills and I'm like, man, I don't know how long it'll take, but these things are goals of mine that I want to achieve. And the first thing that I was absolutely fascinated with was the muscle up. Um, and that's something that I worked for endlessly until I finally got it. And, um, that satisfaction of getting a skill like that is what drives me to keep going. Um, just 
realizing, wow, I thought it would take a year to do this and it took me six months or I thought I would never do this and I can actually do it now. Um, Cause when I first started working out, I mean, I couldn't tell you, maybe I could do six pull-ups or so um, on a good day. And yeah. tell me, about, I don't know. Um, you have a really good backstory to um, about your uh, fitness journey. You should tell, uh, tell me about that. Tell people about that. Yeah. So like um, as a kid growing up, I played a lot of sports. I played hockey, baseball, eventually lacrosse, a little bit of football. I was always active. Um, but I never really saw the importance of physical fitness and like how it would improve my mental and physical health. Um, only saw it as like improving my sports capacity. You know, you go to practice so that you're better at sport. Um, I didn't feel it as an internal motivation. And um, I kind of had a negative relationship with working out because my dad, I remember when I was about 10 years old, would have me get up at 5 a.m. with them and do P90X. And I was just, I dreaded it every time, not just waking up, but just, it felt like working out was a chore. And that really made me have a negative relationship with it. And that kind of stayed with me throughout all of middle school, all of high school. Um, and so even when I was playing sports and staying active, um, the physical benefits didn't really, I didn't feel them as much because there was no internal motivation. Um, so then I had a really tough year. Uh, my freshman year of college last year was really difficult for a number of reasons with COVID. Um, I live in Minneapolis, so there was lockdowns, boarded up buildings. Um, we had a curfew in our dorms for 9 p.m. So it was just really. Oh, yeah. Um, you, were, you were in college because of COVID, huh? In COVID college? Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And so That's there were so a lot crazy. of ridiculous rules and um, so many things that just like really got me down besides even the classes um, trying to do stuff online just wasn't right for me at the time. Um, so I was incredibly inactive. Um, I'm not going to lie that my second semester, there were weeks where I only really left my room to go to the dining hall and eat and occasionally walk around to a restaurant with my friends. Um, especially in the winter here, it's so cold and so like windy. And I just was like, man, I don't want to leave. So I probably went to the gym like three or four times the whole semester. Didn't do any home workouts, really. I didn't like feel a need to. And um, I was really mentally down and at a low point in my life. I was playing video games all the time. Just wasting away it felt like and um at the same um setting myself back physically so that I could do better at school or anything I was just down really really in every aspect of my life and at the end of the school year um my friend and I who was about the same build as me um we both decided okay this summer we're gonna make a change let's get a planet fitness membership and that was the best decision of my life um, we both started going with each other for a little bit. Um, and then eventually the more and more I got into it, I just, um, like I said, I became completely obsessed. Um, I can't say the same for him. I know he still works out occasionally, but, um, not nearly to the degree of making a whole lifestyle out of it. Like I have intended. Yeah. Have you heard the, um, phrase full send? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know the YouTubers. <laughs> Would that describe that? 
I guess so. Um, I've kind of made it something it it grew from a hobby or it grew from something I knew little about into a hobby, into a passion, into my entire life and everything that I want to do that I can't stop thinking about. And it's it's amazing. Um, just feeling the physical benefits is one thing, but the mental benefits have been off the charts. I mean, I feel so much more confident every day um, just knowing that I have been motivated enough to keep going and I'm inspiring other people and just knowing that um, I actually committed to this for a long enough time to start seeing results. And um, as long as I keep doing that, then things are going to keep getting better. And it's, it's really, um, it's really satisfying. Isn't the transformation business the best where you can like, it's, it's an icky process, but the end result, end result is so amazing and um, fulfilling and, and just, it's just the best. It gets me like really passionate to think about um, helping somebody through, through um, their challenges to be the best version of themselves, be the best shape of their lives. And uh, you get to do it like a lot. <laughs> it's really cool because we've all had moments where um, we're at our lowest and, you know, when someone hands out the um, olive branch, so to speak, you know, if we grab it, you know, we can, we can change, you know, into the best version of ourselves. What is, um, what's the kind of impact you're trying to look for with like your massive TikTok viralness and your expert calisthenics? Um, so the, the impact I want to make is, um, just overall shifting the fitness landscape. Um, it's really a toxic culture in a lot of ways. Um, and especially more on the bodybuilding end, I would say, there's so many things you see where it's just like, oh, this guy's big. He must do steroids or like uh, this product is garbage. You need to use all our different supplements. And it's kind of been that way for a while where, um, you know, as any industry is, there's going to be good and bad. Um, but a large majority, as, as far as what I see, seems to be um, at least toxic to some extent. Um, and I just want to be someone who you can look for to, um, to kind of change the landscape and like make fitness a positive thing for everyone and just kind of make it something easily accessible. Um, because in another sense, it's almost kind of gate kept, um, you know, and it's like some people are really positive towards really scrawny people or, um, really large people starting working out. They're like, negative stigmas against them, like, oh, you'll never be big, this sort of thing. And I would say the more you get involved with the fitness community, the more real support there is. But when you're first getting started, it's hard when you see all these images online of people with incredible physiques and um, people just saying like, oh, you'll never be able to achieve that. Um, it's unrealistic. It just sort of is a gatekeeping sort of thing. So I want to be someone who says, look, this is what I looked like just last year. And this is what I look like now, or this is one of my clients and how he looked like six months ago. And this is him now. I want to be able to make it um, accessible for people to see like um, in an easier way. Like this is something that if I just dedicate myself to, um, I can commit to, if I commit myself to it, then um, I can actually see results. Results is what um, matters. I remember somebody um, in a past life 
somebody very famous in the fitness industry said to my face um, in New York, he's like, results are the only thing that matter on planet earth. And I was like, whoa, that's, that's really true. Because like, we also have to go about it healthily, you know, because us as trainers, we uh, make sure people get the results in a safe manner at a timely manner. Um, I think that's really important to keep in mind. But going back to seven day ab challenge and uh, misinformation, I think that's a really good little mini topic right now to talk about misinformation. I'm going to start. Yeah, go ahead. I'm in these groups and questions all the time. A lot of them, first off, should they should just see a medical professional because us as trainers don't give medical advice. We only give exercise science and bio, biomechanics. Um, and also it's like, again, with like the leg thing, you know, it's like misinformed when really being a complete, um, not athlete, fitness uh, body being a complete fitness body really is a, a good goal. Cause like I, I was doing, I did keto before and um, I went in and out of ketosis a lot. It was a lot of bacon, it was a lot of bacon and that just didn't work. And I love paleo, but now I'm doing these obstacle runs and I have to do five Ks. And I'm like, I just can't eat that many vegetables um, back to back. But now I'm back to balanced diet with 30 carbs, 30 fat, 30 protein. But like, there really is a lot of misinformation out there. I'm not going to lie. There's no, the main point is that there's no magic pill to exercise and diet. It literally, I think accountability speaks volumes when it comes to this topic, because like um, having a masterful framework in a timely manner in a safe way is extremely valuable. Right. Yeah. And um, like that misinformation thing, I just go on Instagram and if you click the explore tab, at any point, there's just the most ridiculous things. You know, you see the little graphics of um, a chubby guy and then there's an arrow pointing to him being super ripped. And it's like, do these three things. And um, it's all these huge, like hundreds of thousands of followers, gym type accounts that post ridiculous gym memes or um, those sort of graphic detail things that really are either super vague um, or don't apply to most people or just flat out wrong. And besides that, you have other people who are, they look good and because they look good, they can post whatever they want and people will listen. There's plenty of guys who cover themselves in baby oil, flex as hard as they can for the camera and then say, do this 400 rep ab challenge um, every day and you'll look just like me. Um, but if you buy my course, then you'll actually look like me. <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. It's uh, it comes down to they're they're trying to sell you something and or they're trying to get views and eventually sell you something. So there's people uh, with fitness. Like you said, the results are what matters. So when someone sees someone that looks good, they just assume they're right. And that's really, that's really a problem, right? Because they can look like that and maybe they did the right things themselves, but in reality, some of the things they're posting are um, pretty ridiculous. And I don't know if you want me to name names, but there's this no. one guy who he is really huge in the fitness industry and um, not necessarily calisthenics, but somewhat body weight. And he's always posting ab circuits because like I was saying, those are the ones that get the most views and the most uh, most saves, everything. Um, and he just posts all of these, all of these ab circuits. And he has a ridiculously nice looking physique. I, 
I'm not going to lie about that. Um, but the thing is, half of them are just like, it's like he's run out of content because there's only so many effective exercises, right? So if you've been in the fitness industry, making these ab circuit routines for years and years and years, there's only so many actually effective exercises that you can post that are really going to be helpful for people. And see, that's, I, I think the biggest problem, especially with apps yeah. is that people don't know whether or not they're actually effective, but if you feel the burn, it must be doing something right, bro. If you're an expert, you'll never run out of content. I just want to say that right now. I don't know who okay. this is, but if you truly know your ish, that's like the least of the concerns. <laughs> And going back, there's nothing wrong with selling things. It's just a matter of doing it ethically. And uh, there's a lot of trainers and we have to compete. So it's like, you know, right. somebody very um, famous financial coach of our generation said, be first or be different. There's that concept. Differenti differentiate yourself in the marketplace. You know, get niche specific, very specific problems solved. And actually, the, right. selfishly, the reason I asked about the... um. Not that I don't know. The reason I asked about the wedding training is because I'm probably going to niche down into that it's training for specific okay. special events because it's a more specific problem to solve than being a general trainer. And this is all like business acumen that you can learn over time. Um, that's awesome. Okay. So if you could have the perfect trainee, what would it look like to you? Um. I would say it's someone who uh, is honest about their results and their commitment with me. Um, someone who checks in often and um, asks questions when they're confused instead of just accepting um, things. And maybe they are confused, but don't necessarily um, know it. Um, you know, so I'd want someone who, instead of just replying to, all right, like if I send them, here's your routine. And, um, I recommend trying to up your weight to this or trying this variation of the exercise or this variation. Um, I'd want them to have a response that's detailed and, um, says, okay, well, I've tried this variation and it didn't feel quite right. Um, so I might go down to this one and, um, you know, that sort of thing. If they're, if they're just kind of putting out vague, um, sort of like, okay, yep, got it, doing it. That doesn't really help me as your trainer. I see, I want you to have the best results. And especially if it's someone who, you know, ideally you'd want to see video of them doing exercises to know that their form is right. But if it's someone who maybe isn't comfortable doing that or um, isn't like necessarily the most technologically advanced because there's those sort of people as well, which you, you have to make do with, of course. Um, you need to have some more details. So that's the main thing when I'm looking for a trainer or some, a trainee, um, it's gotta be someone who not only is dedicated, but is detailed enough and, um, is able to help me help them. Uh, right. It's a communication, uh, pathway, two-way communication yeah. road is, uh, coaching in general and personal training, but specifically in like fitness though, to make sure that form is right, that it, because pain is unavoidable in a good way, like growth pain, but you can't like, I mean, excuse me, discomfort is unavoidable, but pain is not okay. Um, you learn that in the certification process. So you can't make it like, you know, if they're stretching and they're like hurts, you know, you got to communicate on that stuff, which um, 
is why you do weekly consults is why you do weekly communications with uh with your program when you draw up their stuff um that's good we're gonna get more into specifics now which is exciting for me because i don't know what is the evan thomas methodology you don't have to give all of it but from the six months beginning from zero to you know total greek god how what's the way so um I would say it's a large, uh, just as a, as a starting point, it's um, changing your mindset. And, you know, that's something that a lot of people will say as a starting point, but um, that's the number one thing is change the mindset, figure out, all right, what is my specific goal for this time frame, and how can I get there? Um, and so as, in terms of the specifics of that, um, it would be like, okay, well, I really want to be a power lifter, let's say. So I want to work on my bench, deadlift, and squat. And that's the main three things I want to focus on. Me helping you do that, I would say, okay, well, um, let's devote two days a week to um, improving your bench. So maybe one day you attempt a max um, and then do some uh, some lower, set, lower uh, weight sets to improve your form, that sort of thing. Um, and then the other day you do supplementary exercises. Um, so, you know, different sort of, um, incline bench, other things using supplementary muscles to, to get your form down. Um, and then from there, um, just figuring out where you're at now and, um, setting up kind of like a staircase for your success and figure out, okay, if you want to reach this weight by your competition date, then I'd want you to be able to reach this weight by this day, this weight by the next day, whatever your specific goals are. Now, I'm not a powerlifting coach, but just as an easy example, that's kind of a way um, I'd like to look at it is as the progressive overload is kind of easier to simplify in that way. Um, ideally, right. down the road, I want to focus more on calisthenics. Um, and skill training. I haven't actually trained um, anyone yet in terms of building skills. I've been working with people on um, just general uh, fitness goals and uh, mostly hypertrophy um, bodybuilding type splits. Um, but down the road, I want to work more towards skills. And that's where it becomes a little more difficult because harder it's harder to not... quantify. Exactly. It's like, well, you can do this variation uh, say you can do a tuck front lever um, and you want to get to the advanced tuck front lever. Well, for some people, that might be a super easy fix and um, they'll get it down within a couple weeks. But for some people, that one step might take a lot longer than, say, increasing your bench press by 10 pounds. So what I would do is have them figure out what the exact problem is and then work towards fixing that. Um, and especially with calisthenic skills, it can be a lot of things. For, for example, handstand. I've been struggling with that for months and I've been working on tons of different things to fix it because you got to take into account your finger strength. You got to take into account shoulder flexibility, shoulder mobility, and shoulder strength, which is kind of the biggest three parts of the handstand. But from there, you also have to figure out your core, your hip, uh, or your hips, um, your legs, and all the way even up to your toes if you want to get to a top to your level with your handstand. So there's all sorts of things to figure out. So it's like 
if you are able to hold the handstand, but it's not straight like mine is, well, the thing I'm working on then is my core and my hips to straighten it out. Um, so just figuring out, um, putting, putting a timeline for figuring out uh, your exact needs and how you can fix them is kind of the way that I go about. Hell yeah. Also, I want to say like knowing the reason why you're working out is important because definitely a why yeah. in the groups of CalSex in this field, a lot of it is ego driven and just to look cool versus, you know, getting health benefits, results, you know, strength, functional strength. It's mainly just because like, I just want to fly, you know, and I see in these calisthenics groups, um, people like not injured, but they get like achy wrists and shoulders because this stuff taxes connective tissue, um, get that posture. And posture is huge in working out. That's like the basis. That's like a basic thing. If your spinal um, spinal posture is not where it should be in terms of any lifting or any strength resistance exercise, it's um, it uh, it needs to be corrected because that could lead to like some back injuries, especially like um, lack of like lower back strength and stuff. But your handstand is fire. Yeah, you held it. it. Um think you're in the best shape of your life and that's really cool what are your tiktoks content so um i'll start with my instagram i guess um just because that's where i started out making content and um when i first started out i was making um you know more bodybuilding fitness transformation um couple simple workout type of things and the more i've gotten into calisthenics the more i've posted highlights of myself um tutorials and various things for people but the more I've started making content, the more I realized this is a huge passion of mine. And it's something I've always kind of had in the back of my mind and wanted to do, but I never had like a backbone for it. And now that I have calisthenics, the gym, the overall fitness community as something to have as a kind of um, platform, I have kind of branched out into, all right, well, I want to make my, my content more about my personality and make it a personable sort of thing where I'm not just a guy behind a screen. I'm myself and I'm down to, I'm trying to be down to earth by making lots of jokes, funny content, relatable content, um, that sort of thing. And I started out and I was actually really successful on Instagram with their reels feature doing that. Um, I would actually make TikToks on TikTok download them to my phone and then just post them on reels because I never had any success on TikTok. And um, I had within like a couple months, this was like January to February on Instagram, I had three posts actually go viral on reels, um, which I don't know if I've told you about that, but um, Fire. One, of, <laughs> one of them actually reached a million views. Um, Hold up, a million <laughs> and, club, bro. Yeah. That's but crazy. here's the thing. If you look at, you see that you hear that. And then you look at my Instagram, like, wait, he doesn't even have 600 followers. The thing is the, the reels that went viral for me are the ones I put the least amount of effort into. And it's a shame because I would put hours into trying to make funny content and then they just completely flop. And I'm just like, man. And then I, literally the one that went viral the most was just, I was in 
the grocery store and I'm like, I thought of a joke and I took a video of myself, typed up the joke and then posted it. And like a month later, it just started going viral because reels works kind of like that, where it takes a little more time. But um, it was just like, I haven't made a single joke this whole show. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm trying to be serious. I got my, my serious. Yeah, no, uh, no, it's great. Everyone (laughs) appreciates it. (laughs) (laughs) but um so that sort of thing I was like well that's that's cool that it's getting a lot of views but it really didn't turn into like uh, a following or clients or anything because it wasn't a personal thing it was just I made a a joke I didn't say it I didn't um, do anything in the video it was literally just my face and text and that's one thing that I dislike about TikTok that I'm trying to change and that's Um, where I'm kind of going to segue into what I do on TikTok, which is a huge variety of things, Um, starting with calisthenics content, um, bodybuilding, fitness transformation type of content as well. Um, But I also make lots of jokes. And more recently, I've, as I've kind of gotten out of my shell a little bit more, I've been making types of skit videos, um, general, like shorter um, comedy where I'm like, um, play as different characters, um, and that sort of thing. And it's really enjoyable. And, um, for the most part, I try to keep it related to fitness in some regard, but, um, I've also been branching out to just make funny jokes. And, um, because in reality, people don't want to see only fitness content all the time from someone. Um, and so that's what I, in terms of my personal brand, I don't want to just be known for, okay, well, he's the calisthenics guy and he only makes calisthenics tutorials and he only makes calisthenics jokes. I want to be able to make those tutorials, those jokes and my own skits, my own other original content. I just want to be able to make whatever I want. And TikTok has allowed me to express that. Whereas on Reels, I've struggled because um, the algorithm kind of picks your once it you get your niche it kind of if you're not making that exact content it kind of you kind of struggle a little bit more and I guess that's true for any um, any platform where if you pick your niche or like are dialed into a niche and that's who it's being shown to you won't get as much views from outsiders but with TikTok their algorithm is kind of random in a sense where they stop trends yes yeah, yeah, it'll start off with the people that follow you and like your current type of content, but if it's a little bit different or out there, and then it'll get shown to more and more different people. So um, I have people that are following me because they saw um, a skit video, and I have people following me because they saw a tutorial video. And so if someone finds value from both of those, because one's funny and one's um, valuable and um educational that's the best of both worlds so i want to have people see me not just as the funny guy not just as the strong guy i want to be everything that i can be and um that's what i really like about tiktok is um you can just post whatever you want and there are people who are gonna like it um i i don't know what to say (laughs) you know their algorithm is actually like one of the only social media algorithms that's public really yeah, I know. It is. It's based off trends and like to just watch something one time, like it or share it next um, deal. 
That's actually the whole like algorithm versus Instagram, which is based off engagement. And there's this thing called an edge, which is a like, a share, or a comment. The more edges you get, the higher it goes up on the algorithm. YouTube is all recommended videos and uh, Facebook is Instagram. Yeah. And I'm spacing out on another one, but yeah. So we're hitting around 40 minutes. And I think this is a lot of fitness value. And I think you're, I think you're really sharp on social media, which is great. I'm sure. Lots of people are going to come to you to get some social media coaching. I would, if I was them, would, would, where do you want to direct people? What's your call to action, Evan? Um, my call to action is, uh, if you are interested in, um, starting your own fitness journey at this point in time, um, document everything. That's the main thing I really wish I started doing because I have one picture of myself from, from last May, one from last June, uh, one from July. And then once I started getting more and more into it, I was taking more progress pictures. And now I have tons and tons and tons and videos of my different of form and everything. So if you're interested in starting out a fitness journey and you, you think that you want to make a lifestyle change, document and um, figure out your strengths, your weaknesses, what you want to improve and set specific goals. Um, so if you are someone who just, who is working out at home, um, just starting out with push-ups or whatever um, uh, simple routines that you have, and that's all you can really do for whatever reason, um, then just use that as your goals. Well, right now I can do 10 push-ups. Well, let's shoot for next month, I can do 20 and that sort of thing. So just um, keeping yourself accountable by documenting your own progress is something that I'd really recommend. Um, and the biggest thing that I regret from when I first started out because I couldn't really tell you what my maximum bench press, deadlift, squat, push-ups. I can't really tell you what my max were definitively for any of those. Um, I have guesses, but um, that's something I was I would um, I would think of. And um, in terms of social media on that side, um, or building a personal brand or um, like a business in general like that, um, I think now more than ever. Um, relating to your audience is the biggest thing. Um, you see on TikTok especially, but pretty much anywhere at this point, um, brands are using what would be considered pretty unconventional methods of advertising um, to get their points across. And it works. People want to do business with a person. Yes, exactly. There's so many personal brands. Yeah, yeah. And um, I mean, I don't know how much you even look into TikTok at all, but a lot of the brands that are out there, like um, they, whoever the social media coordinator is or whatever, they make it personal to them or personal to like a logo or a character. Like for example, Big Bird. Big Bird has tons of like viral TikToks of just doing <laughs> random stuff. And it's for whatever reason, it works because it's, it's, advertisement for Sesame Street. I don't know why, but they make it personal. They make it like it. I don't know. <laughs> that but, actually got me. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. But thank you so much for your time today, Evan. Of I'm going to put your social media handles in the um, description and the title. Thank you so much for your time. Give me an air high five. All right. Boom.
Nice. Yeah, um, this was a great time, and um, I'm I'm interested to see your next few podcasts as well. Um, yeah, we could do I a think... round two, maybe. Depending okay. on how people like things, it's gonna grow. Yeah. I'm gonna do it forever. I like having my yeah. own show. <laughs> yeah, it's great, and uh, you got big things coming. You're a great guy, and um, I wish you the best, man. Awesome.